It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Welcome to another episode of Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being with us. My name is Mike Bernard. I am your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the show. Special show today with me in the KFT studio, certified financial planner, my business partner, Kevin Corhorn, and insurance expert, Alicia Boehner. Have you ever wondered how your car insurance works if you get into an accident in another state? So we're joined by insurance advisor, Alicia Boehner on this special episode of the Wise Money Show to help us understand this issue and more. That's right. That's right. If you have a question, we'd love to hear from you. We actually have a few insurance questions that I already told Alicia before the show. I can't wait to hear your answer on this one. So we've got a few great questions lined up. We want to hear from you. If you have any needs or have any questions as well, you can find us online, wisemoneyshow.com. Submit a question right there on the right. You can call or text 574-222-2000. And then all over social media, wherever you're at, we are there too. Just search The Wise Money Show. Follow us there and submit questions there as well. All right. So have you ever gotten in an accident, a car accident, in another state, a state that you didn't live in? And if you're driving right now, I hope I didn't <laughs> just jinx you. But Kevin, so so you you moved across the border years and years ago down to Indiana and you lived in Indiana for a while, and then you moved just across the border into Michigan because you like the car insurance uh, rates in Michigan better. Yeah. Just kidding. We're going to talk about that. But but you spent a lot of time in Indiana. Have you ever gotten in an accident in Indiana? I have never, as a Michigan resident, gotten in an accident in Indiana. Okay. But my wife has. Oh, thrown her under the bus. And <laughs> well, it it was not her fault. Okay. Um, famous last words, right? But it it truly wasn't. She was at a stop sign, and um, it was Halloween, and some guy rear-ended her. He was driving a Bentley of all things. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, they came and put her on a flatbed and took her to Indianapolis. Wow. Yeah, that's one of the cool things about having a car like that. <laughs> is, is, is that your baby gets to go travel long distances to get taken care of. I, Alicia, I know you've got some bad luck with vehicles uh, yourself, or maybe yeah. that's worn off. I don't it know. It's worn off. Okay, don't so, jinx me. <laughs> so have, have you ever gotten, as an, as an Indiana resident, have you ever gotten in an accident in another state or in Michigan? All right, so I'm going to confess I'm boring. Yeah. I don't go anywhere, Mike. No. Uh, well. I stick to Amish buggies and deer. That's, that's <laughs> which my happened, luck. <laughs> which happened for Alicia within just a, a few days, no, yeah. probably a few months of each other. But. All right, so this is a confusing topic, so we're glad to have uh, insurance expert Alicia Boehner back with us. If you didn't know, Corhorn Financial Group, we've got um, several disciplines and several services that we offer with the big idea of having all of the professionals working together, collaborating as one team to serve you. And so we've had our insurance agency for, gosh, Kevin, we're going to feel old, 15 years? Yeah. 15 years, our insurance agency. Alicia has been with us for most of that time, and she's an all-star on our team of all-stars. And so... Let's talk about this issue of driving across state lines. How does this work, especially when states have different insurance laws? Okay, so 
each state sets the laws and regulations for their state as it relates to auto claims. So if I pass into the state of Michigan, then I'm going to have benefits available to me in Michigan that are PIP benefits right now. That's actually changing. Some of that's changing with yeah, no we're fall talk, reform. We're going to talk about that um, coming up. And then in so, Indiana, if you pass into Indiana, you're going to have tort liability. So I can sue if you pass into Indiana, where in Michigan you wouldn't necessarily have that happen. Right. So in the spirit of being a jargon-free zone, oh, yeah. a PIP claim. <laughs> I'm the queen of jargon. So yeah, a, a PIP claim is a personal, personal injury, injury protection, protection claim yes. that you make against your own insurer for payment of medical bills and lost earnings. Yes. Okay, so here's the thing, though. If I, if I live in Michigan, then I see my PIP coverage and all that sort of stuff there, but then I also see my split limit or whatever right, right there. But when I, when I live, so, I can, so I, at least I can visibly see that, yes, when I cross into a different state that doesn't have no fault in this funky, weird insurance, I see what my coverage is. Right. But on my Indiana insurance, I don't see any PIP benefits or anything like that. So how does it work? If That's I... correct. Well, each state decides that. So some states that are no fault may decide that an out-of-state resident can't claim PIP benefits, but currently in Michigan, an Indiana resident could. Okay. So how does the claim process work? If you are, um, if, if you say you're a resident of Indiana and you're driving around up in Michigan and you get in an accident, um, do you contact your local agent way back in Indiana, or how's that? How's that work? I, I mean, guess what's the process? Yeah, honestly, the claim process doesn't really vary all that much. You're going to want to notify your own agent that you had the accident. You're going to want to f- ascertain who was at fault. If that's obvious, you may want to try to file the claim. Your agent may advise you to file the claim with the other party if they were the one at fault mm-hmm. to hopefully minimize what your policy pays out. But you definitely want to notify your own agent, and they'll help guide you through that decision. Okay. But then the the insurance company is going to assign a claims adjuster. Where it can get kind of tricky is so there are certain companies that only do business in one state. And um, if you are traveling, say, in California and your company only writes in the state of Indiana, then you won't likely be working with uh, that particular carrier's adjuster. You'll have an independent claims adjuster that's assigned to you that you would work with on that claim if you needed to resolve that claim while you were still out of state. Yeah. Okay, so and, and that was one of the questions that I had. You know, say you're say you're tooling around on the Route 66, which mm-hmm. I've had some clients do that, and they love it. And so I, <laughs> I, so I haven't made the bucket list yet. But if if and when we do, I, I think Route 66 is going to be on there. That, that is cool. So say you're in the Southwest and you get in an accident, for, and you're from Indiana. Mm-hmm. Does that? I mean, we've got some great regional insurance carriers around here, auto owners and Indiana farmers and some others. But but are you better off being with a national carrier if you drive, uh, you know, coast to coast frequently? Well, so I was going to say, it. I don't think that a small company or a regional company is better or worse than a national company. It just depends on the individual. So if you're someone that's traveling regularly out of state for business, then a national carrier might be a better fit for you. But if you're like most people that may just vacation every now and again, once or twice a year, you know, hopefully you're mm-hmm. not going to be the one that has the claim in California or wherever. And it might not mean that you want to base your whole insurance decision around that possible claim. But if that event happens, you're going to be covered even you're, by a regional. You're still going to be covered by your Indiana carrier, even if you have a claim in another state. Yeah. And also one thing that people get confused about is each state has different state minimum limits. 
So here in Indiana, our state minimums are 25,000 per person, 50,000 per accident. Well, in Michigan, it's 20,000 per person, 40,000. When you pass into another state, even if your state has a lower state minimum, that other state is still going to honor your coverage. As politely as I can, if that's you, if that's your coverage and you're listening to this on the radio, pull over right now. Put, the, <laughs> right. put those blinkers on, <laughs> and pull us. over and, and call your agent. And I mean, this is the big deal. I mean, we, you're, 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 home and auto insurance coverage needs to be consistent with your entire financial life. And, and as fun as it is when someone, when a new person walks into uh, Corhorn Financial Group and we find some creative tax strategies, I mean, that's fun because you can immediately say, look, at we just found this money or, or whatever. Um, but it's, it, it's just as often as people come in and we look and say, boy, this insurance coverage does not match your financial life at all. Now, that's less fun. But still, it it needs to match, needs to be consistent. Yeah, for sure. And you know, there's a, the, it, you will get paid if if you have state minimums, those will pay out. The problem is what is beyond that, mm-hmm. and the insurance company will say, "Hey, here's your if it's fifty thousand, the fifty thousand was paid out, and so we're off the hook, and you are now on the hook yep. for what comes next." And I had. A client received one of those letters. He had 5,100 limits, mm. and um, they paid out the whole hundred. And they, um, you know, the insurance company said, "Hey, you, you got to. We're going to court." Mm-hmm. And thankfully, the person that was suing them for back problems and some other things was discovered. Uh, she was bowling. So um, the the suit didn't actually go through. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were saying she's bowling when she had the accident. I'm like, of course you can't bowl and drive. That would be impossible. <laughs> All right. So we, we teased out a little bit. We're going to put Alicia on the hot seat here. They've been talking about changing no-fault no fault rules in Michigan for decades, for decades. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to jinx it right here, but apparently – it's about to happen. So we're going to we're going to talk about more issues when you cross state lines but then also get an update on the Michigan no fault. So that and more coming up here on the Wise Money show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Do you ever drive across state lines where whether it's for work well, that's interesting, right? Or uh, or just for vacation or for pleasure? Or do you live near the state line? How's your insurance work when you do that? What are some of the coverages you want to make sure you have? That's what we're talking about today. Thanks for being with us. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Alicia Boehner, insurance expert. Special thanks to the attorneys at South Bank Legal as well as First State Bank for making the Wise Money Show possible. Thank you very much. And to stay up to date on all Wise Money content, follow us online, wisemoneyshow.com. And then all over social media, wherever you're at, we are there too. Just follow us there. All right. So we're talking about this issue of, of crossing state lines with insurance and, and how it works. And um, a question came up about rental car coverage. Mm-hmm. I, I think specifically, <laughs> there's, there's sort of two questions here. The first is... If you're driving your own car and you have rental reimbursement or whatever, and you're from Indiana and you get in a car accident in New Mexico, 
and it's not drive the car's undrivable, right? So you file your claim and you've got your police report and all that sort of stuff. Your rental car reimbursement coverage, if you have it, you're able to grab a rental car from there, even yeah. though you're just driving it all the way back to Indiana? Yep. You're going to want your claims adjuster to approve it. And different rental companies will have different requirements. So some rental companies may not allow you to cross state lines. A lot do. I know there are some that you get charged an extra fee for that if you had to start out in one state and then turn it in in another state. But okay. yes, generally speaking, your your rental reimbursement would still apply Okay. and pay. So so that's, that's one avenue of this question. But the other is you're on vacation, of course, in another state, right? And, you, and, you, and you're renting a car. Mm-hmm. Does your insurance cover you there? And should you buy the insurance that, you know, they always try to upsell you at the, at the yeah. desk? Okay, so there's two components to this. The first is the liability. Your auto policy will extend liability to a vehicle that is a temporary substitute. So the liability portion, if you're just using it for vacation, I personally would waive that. So you so you have to say that again a little slower. Okay. Um, <laughs> because, it is very confusing. Right. So your liability coverage. Which pays for if you injure someone else. Mm-hmm, will extend coverage on a temporary substitute. Correct, which is a vehicle that you're borrowing or renting temporarily. A vehicle, a motorcycle. Mm, now you're getting into other stuff. Horse. <laughs> <laughs> Electric Tractor. bicycle. Tractor. E-bike. Yeah. So then the other part of it is the physical damage part. Now that gets trickier because rental companies like to bake in extra money. So loss of rents, they want to charge you if you wreck their rental vehicle. They want to charge you the per day amount that you would have been paying or that they could have been paid. I'm just going to interrupt you right there. That <laughs> one scares me. Like, yeah. So I've never really worried about the liability or getting in an accident. But I just I just can imagine if something were to happen, the rental car company would just gouge me and say, well, sorry, we've got to fix this little tiny problem. And this car is going to be out of commission for Ten days, yeah. and the t- and you're so you I have to pay all of that out of pocket. Yeah, well, that's and, the one that scares me. And then the diminution of value. So they're going to say our vehicle is now worth less because you wrecked it, and so this vehicle is worth less, and we want you to pay for that. Your auto physical damage coverage is not going to pay for those things. So for me personally, when I'm traveling, I pick up the physical damage because. If you pick up their physical damage, you can drop that car in a heap and drive away. Where if you don't, you know, if it's just a minor fender bender, yeah, it'll probably pay to repair that vehicle, Hmm. but it's not going to pay for that loss of rents. Some companies do have endorsements you can add that will give you coverage for some of those things. Um, And then I know some people use a credit card for some of those things as well. Okay. So the credit card, does that make you a better driver? Or what, what's, okay. what's the biggest so, so, so by and, by and large, work with your independent agent on this, but liability for a car you're renting, your current auto insurance liability should extend. And so you don't necessarily need to take that. But the physical damage, is that what it's called by all these in, yeah, rental? I think it's called the physical damage waiver, yeah. Yeah, that, that one you're probably going to Buy. And then I guess I would throw the caveat in there. Most auto insurance policies cover the U.S., its territories, possessions, and Canada. So if we're crossing into Europe or somewhere like that, that's a totally different ballgame. That'd be a, that'd be a long drive. Yeah. 
<laughs> speaking oh, of, okay, so such so, bad jokes. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of, I, okay, so so I I played a little college hockey and um, I uh, it was at a a school just outside of Rochester, New York. And growing up in Grand Rapids, the the fastest way to get to Rochester was through the QEW through Canada, and so it was no big deal for you know this twenty year old to just drive straight through Canada and no problem. And I never once thought about an accident or worried about insurance. And you know I was you know young and stupid, right? And so I probably should have because people drive a little crazy, especially on the QEW. People know that. And um, and I, I don't know. So how does insurance work when you cross into another country like Canada or if you're in the Southwest, cross into Mexico? Yeah, well, Mexico isn't necessarily automatically covered. So Oh, really? Yeah. So that one is is not really one that would automatically extend. You'd want to check with your specific company to make sure. But most, policy, most policies will cover if you cross over into Canada. So it'd be similar to if you had an accident in another state as to how it would respond. Your policy coverages would apply hmm. and respond. Yeah. I did get a ticket in Canada. I was telling uh, – that was a little bonus <laughs> material there. I'll, oh. I'll just – we did get a ticket there. But. I remember sitting in the line in Tijuana oh, no. in, in my buddy's Camaro. <laughs> oh, we were in the Army. We are waiting to get back into the U.S. And we were looking back. We are just stop and go. And there's an overpass – and a car drove off the overpass. Oh my! And crashed down. And I was thinking, um, if you were in the United, if you're a United States citizen, how in the world would would your would that deal with that kind of an accident? I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Um, okay, so I, we're. We want to get into an update on some of the changes with Michigan no-fault insurance. But before we do, Kevin, let's let's talk a, a listener question in here yeah. um, because it deals with rental rental insurance. So let's introduce that. Okay, and and so just to just to go back and and reconfirm, if I'm at the desk and all I can picture is the the scene. From planes, trains, and automobiles, where Steve Martin's talking to the lady, and um, see, I picture Seinfeld, where they don't have his reservation. That's one of the to me. That's one of the funniest <laughs> moments in all of Seinfeld. So it talks about well, you can receive the reservation, but can you hold the reservation? That is the most important part of the reservation: holding the reservation. So anyway, um, so here is the listener question. I'm renting a U-Haul in a couple weeks, and I was wondering if I should get the insurance. My car insurance is through you guys, but I'm not sure what it would cover if something happened. So I thought that was a great question, so I immediately sent that on to Alicia because I am a generalist and not a specialist. Mm -hmm. So specialist? Yeah. How does it work with U-Hauls in particular? Depends on the weight of the vehicle. 10,000 gross vehicle weight. So if it's over 10,000 pounds gross vehicle weight, your policy will not count that as a temporary substitute. I'd assume most U-Hauls are probably over that. The tow behinds? Maybe not. Uh, maybe not. But right. if you're renting an actual truck, yeah, yeah I'd imagine. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, if it's if it's 
if it's um, less poundage, less weight, mm-hmm. then the same rules would apply that you'd probably want the, the damage. You, yeah. But you I, could waive the liability. Yeah. Kevin's an excellent driver and has toe behind him. I'm a terrible driver. And so any of those things, I would I probably get I'd probably get all the insurance. Yeah, I, I've um, well, if if you tow stuff behind you, rest assured, you will have crazy things happen. Yeah. I, I've been on the bypass and looked in the rearview mirror at the horse trailer, which thankfully we had just dropped the steers off. Oh, no. yeah. um, but the, it, it was going back and forth wildly and i put on the brakes and um it had two tires on each side and one of the tires went past us oh my goodness oh my goodness all right we're gonna get an update from alicia on michigan no fault insurance and then head into insurance questions so that and more come up here on the wise money show with corhorn financial group This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Some changes appear to be on the horizon with Michigan No Fault Insurance. We've got that topic coming up. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being with us. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and insurance expert Alicia Boehner. Thank you to Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies as well as Diane Bennett and her Inspired Homes team for making the Wise Money Show possible. We appreciate that. If you're not a subscriber and watching the Wise Money Show on the YouTube channel, I'd encourage you to do so. Just go to YouTube, search the Wise Money Show, subscribe to it, and hit that bell so that you're notified every time we drop a new episode or any other content. Feel free to leave questions there as well. All right, so we are, I don't know where you're listening right now, but but Corhorn Financial Group serves the greater Michiana area, and that means our office is, is in Indiana, but we're re- very close to the Michigan border, and just so happens to be that Michigan has the most confusing insurance rules ever <laughs> of any state. Oh, it feels And for, <laughs> uh, for, for decades, they've been talking about changing, you know, there's um, the insurance isn't exactly cheap <laughs> and people don't necessarily love the coverage. And so they've been talking about changing it. And it looks like they might yeah. be changing it. So, Alicia, we're going to talk about several things related to Michigan here in insurance. But give us an update on no fault and no fault reform. OK, so the bill did pass June 11th of last year. And it, most of the provisions, some of them took, took effect immediately. But most of the provisions are going to apply starting July 1. Of 2020. 2020. 2020. Mm-hmm. Yep. So some of the biggest changes that we'll hit on, I think that probably listeners care about the most, is how it changes the personal injury protection. Right now, Michigan has lifetime unlimited medical benefit under their personal injury protection. I think the last man standing, the only state left that offers that. That's a no-fault state. Hmm. and that, How many no-fault states are there? And if you don't know I think know there's exactly, still 12. Uh, wow, that's 12 more than 12 no-fault states that are mandatory no-fault. And then there's a handful of others that have an option where I think it's called an add-on where you could have no-fault if you opt into it and pay additional for it, but you also have a tort liability option. Hmm. So just, I mean, just to give some sort of sense to this, in Michigan, it costs twenty six hundred and ten dollars to insure a car, mm-hmm. on average. In Indiana, that's eleven thirty three. 
So it's $1,500 a year more. Mm -hmm. And if you have two cars, that's $3,000 a year more for that coverage. And the way that insurance works, you're transferring risk. So there's a there's a there's risk and there's a risk premium that's paid. So that that three thousand dollars, if you have two cars that you're paying extra in Michigan, in theory gets you some better coverage than you might have in Indiana. But the question is, it, even if it's possible, is it even probable that you would need that level of coverage? Yeah, mm-hmm. and because of those inflated costs. Michigan also has one of the highest instances of uninsured drivers. Yeah, there's because people can't there. afford, so yeah. they just you know don't they drive without insurance. I mean, so so there again. I mean, as as we said earlier, and the big idea is that your your insurance coverages are consistent with your overall financial life. It's not just about cost. It absolutely is about cost, but not just about cost. Okay. And so you need to make sure your coverage is, is consistent with your overall financial life, especially especially if you just heard what Alicia said, that here, at least in this region, th- the state uninsured. of Michigan, the uninsured rate is is the nation's highest. Mm-hmm. And so some of the changes that are going to take effect to kind of get us back where we were going, um, The if you qualify for Medicaid, you're now going to have choices. So currently, lifetime unlimited medical, now you will have choices. If you qualify for Medicaid, you can choose a $50,000 personal injury protection limit. That will give you, I'm gonna cheat here, 45% premium discount. If you do not qualify for Medicaid, you will have other options. 250,000 is a choice, 35% off of your PIP premium. $500,000 will be a choice, 20% off of your premium. And for those that continue to elect the unlimited benefit, 10%, it should go down 10% for those individuals. So what we're going to see is people having the option to choose a limit instead of being forced to continue with unlimited. Well, I appreciate hearing those percentages because when Kevin was talking about those dollar, those average premium differences between Indiana and Michigan, and I think of everything in percentages, and that's over a 100% increase. And so a 10% reduction still doesn't close that gap there. It'd need to be a 50% reduction to get you even anywhere close. A 50% reduction gets you still higher than Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, and Ohio. But other than that. But other than that, it's a great deal. <laughs> and there's the, the thing of it is there's a lot of concern about cost shifting as well. So a lot of people are concerned, well, okay, my PIP premium is going to go down my PIP premium, and but again, my uninsured motorist premium might go up. Right, and so but, there's a lot of concerns about. And that again, happening. my PIP premium is just I'm making a claim against, against my own, own insurance policy. company. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess Alicia, what's your perspective on this? You you happy with these changes? Do you think um, consumers will reap a benefit, or do you think this is maybe just the first wave and in, in more reform that's going to come here in Michigan? I, I don't know how it's all going to shake out. And honestly, there's so much speculation about cost shifting. I'm not sure how the premiums will work out. So I'm kind of adopting a wait and see. Like mm-hmm. after the first year to two, I think we'll have a better idea of whether we are going to see health insurance costs go up as a result of this, um, which is a concern that some people have, um, whether uninsured motorists rates are going to be raised um, and how the carriers are going to justify maybe avoiding some of this. So, hmm. you know, we'll we'll see. The hope is Michigan is last man standing. 
with Lifetime Unlimited, and their rates are the highest. Other no-fault states have much lower premiums, and they're offering things that are similar to this. So I'm optimistic, but not holding hmm. my breath. <laughs> any because other any other big changes that came out with this? There's new- so many changes. So another change is the mini tort coverage. Right now, there's $1,000 for that. That's changing to $3,000. So mini tort, if I can explain that to you in the simplest form, there's not very many reasons you can sue for under Michigan no-fault insurance. But one reason you can sue is if you have uninsured damage. So maybe you've chosen not to carry collision and you were not the at-fault party. The other party was at fault. You can currently sue for up to a grand back to help cover Hmm. the cost of the damage to your vehicle. That number is going to change to $3,000. The criteria that the insurance companies can rate, base the rates upon, is changing. Um, They're also instituting a no-fault medical provider fee schedule that's going to be similar to Medicare. So like they will cap the amount that someone, um, that a hospital or a facility can charge for a procedure that was related to an auto-related incident. Mm -hmm. And then again, the lawsuit door is going to open. So right now, there's very few reasons you can sue in Michigan, but moving forward, once someone's policy pays their personal injury protection amount that they have selected, Mm -hmm. if they have medical expenses over that amount and they were not the at-fault party, they could, in theory, go after that at-fault party. Mm. So just... And then there's other changes to residency and how that's all going to work for people that travel in from out of state, as we alluded to, and vice versa. If you're a Michigan resident, how your PIP benefits might apply for you and your family when you travel across state lines. Okay, so if we if we kind of synthesize all of this, if you if you live in Michigan, then your insurance your your auto insurance is significantly more expensive, mm-hmm. and what that does is it causes many people who either uh, just are wanting to make a choice or are struggling financially to go without insurance, which means you need to make sure you're protected. That much more so, you need to make sure you're protected. Then additionally, with all of these changes and the potential impact that that could have on you, you thought something was covered and, or now you have some choice and so on. Um, Just going online and getting the insurance done is not, I just just don't see how that's going to work. And, and, with the cost being so much higher, that might have felt tempting to shop just on price alone. Um, we, we talked a few weeks ago that does having an insurance agent cost more than going directly online? That answer is no, it's not. It, it does not cost any more. And right now, I guess what I'm saying is the coverage and the wisdom is at a premium mm-hmm. when things are changing. That's more important now when things are changing and when you're surrounded in a state where the cost has been so high for so long that people, a lot of people are driving without insurance. So, um, so reach out to your certified financial planner. Make sure that they're working with your insurance agent. If you don't have an independent insurance agent, make sure you're talking to someone. We have a full team of, of experts. Alicia is just one of them, but I, I'm not going to name them all. They're, they're fabulous. So reach out and get some help. We've got a couple great questions about insurance. This first one I love. We're going to hit that and more coming up here on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, 
Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Thank you so much for being with us today. This is The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and special guest insurance agent and insurance expert, Alicia Boehner. If you've missed anything and you love listening to podcasts, you'll find The Wise Money Show on podcast wherever you listen, whether that's Google Play or iTunes or wherever. Just search The Wise Money Show. Subscribe to it that way while you're working out. You can listen to Wise Financial Principles or whatever you're doing. Share the content there. If there's a if there's an episode that you like or you want someone else to listen to, just go ahead and share that. I'd encourage you to rate the show. That helps us leave feedback as well. We appreciate it. All right, we're about to jump into listener questions here. We've got some doozies, but um, real real quick to wrap up the the Michigan insurance discussion. What are the action items? So, if you live in Michigan, you want to make sure that you get and keep car insurance. Yeah, you want to have continuous coverage. There's a big reason why, uh, but I'm not going to go into that right now. You want to add if you don't already have uninsured motorist coverage. And make sure your uninsured motorist coverage extends to your umbrella policy as well, because umbrella policies are incredibly affordable, especially if you're not dealing with the uninsured motorist. So make sure you're dealing with the uninsured motorist with that. And then review your coverage with your trusted insurance advisor. And I think, Alicia, do you have... Yep. So basically, right now, a lot of people in Michigan have elected lower limits that their own policy will pay for bodily injury. So that's what it will pay for the injuries of others because they drive mostly in the state and they are relying on their own policy to pay for that coverage. This is changing things. You're going to want to revisit that. Yeah. Sit down with your certified financial planner and your trusted independent insurance advisor. I love this question. Okay, I'm just going to tell you. I, 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 <laughs> one of my biggest financial pet peeves is is shopping for insurance just based on price because if you don't know what you're getting for that price and you don't know whether it fits with your overall financial situation, you could be paying for nothing almost, right? So, so that's my big pet peeve. However, I will go on record. My favorite commercials are car insurance commercials. Not even, I mean, it's so, the Geico, it's just so good. It's so entertaining. And the one I like right now is about don't mess with my discount. And there's a couple, like there's a guy that pulls up to the stop stop sign. Someone else pulls up next and this guy's like, you want to go? You want to go, bro? It's hilarious. I don't think we can be friends anymore. It's very funny. I don't think we can Mike, be friends. Mike, 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 Mike. So that's right. So <laughs> I, I, I jumped on, I jumped on the opportunity to get that little plug into my car. As soon as it came out, because I I care about discounts, right? If if you care about how much your insurance costs, get the right coverage, and then do everything possible to keep the cost as low as possible. Which means make sure your credit's good, make sure you know all sorts of things, right? And so they offer this plug-in. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's called, Lisa. You can it's driver tracker or whatever name for every carrier. And you plug it in <laughs> yeah. your dash, and you get a discount. So great question from Sarah. She's fifty-two in Granger. She's she says, I'm cautious about using that driving tracker plug because I'm not sure if my insurance company will use the data against me. What happens if I get in an accident while that thing is plugged into my car? Will my insurance actually go up? Okay. Good question. Yeah, it's a great, great question. question. Okay. So first of all, these right now, right now I emphasize, are being used as a discounting tool. So a lot of them, you're getting an upfront discount when you choose to use this. 
then they will reevaluate your actual driving history after you've used it. And so that discount could go away depending oh. upon your driving. So you won't, will you be charged more? Uh, not technically the company will say you're not going to be charged more, but you're going to lose part of that discount. So your rates will be more. You will pay more in premiums because the discount is going down because the, of your yeah. driving history. But the more important thing is if you have an accident and it's your fault, your rates are probably going to go up anyway, unless you have accident forgiveness. And so if the rates do go up, it's probably not because of the little black box. It's because you had an at-fault accident and they're charging additional for that. It also might be if, um, and most of them don't look at claims for that. They're looking at other metrics, like how many miles you drive, Hmm. what time of day you're driving speed, things like that. So fast stops, fast starts. That's yeah. what I got. Yeah. Hard, hard breaking hard is breaks. one. Hard breaking is my favorite. Rolling. In fact, I don't think stop they look sign. speed. I don't think speed is a factor right now. But. So, okay. There's a lot of controversy around this because people think they're plugging Big Brother into their car. Yeah. Listen, if you have a cell phone, Big Brother's already there. Right. And so, <laughs> so do we, inc- I mean, should, should everyone get this plug-in to get this discount? I don't know. It's up to the person and how they feel. I don't I don't want one in my car, but that's Nope. That's just me. <laughs> I tell you to get it. I mean, seriously. If if you're if you're considering Trust no one, Mike. If you're considering cutting your coverage because cost. That's different. Get yeah. the get the right coverage and then do everything legitimate to keep the price as low as possible. So I think I think um the this it's been a couple of years and mine was with Safeco, Liberty Mutual, okay? And um, I think it started at a 25% discount. And what I wound up getting after the three weeks or four weeks or whatever was 12. I was going to say, be committed to it because a lot of these um, little monitoring devices, you can track on a portal. So you can actually yeah. go in at the end of the day and you can see where you got dinged. So if you're going to take the time to actually use this thing, I guess I would say be committed to it and actually be tracking it every day to see where you're getting dinged. That way you can maximize that discount. I'll use a different phrase instead of getting dinged. We're talking about car insurance. <laughs> what were you going to say, Kevin? So so does auto owners have this yet? I don't think they do a plug-in yet. Okay. Uh-huh. Sorry, yeah. Kevin. Oh. So, that, so that is... That's very interesting. I I do think it could be beneficial, um, and I think you know, the concern is privacy. But you're mm-hmm. right; it's yeah. there's nothing private anymore. My, my kids were um, after Christmas. They're just so excited about you know Alexa, and I can't even really say that. Sorry if that just made a whole bunch of stuff go off in your vehicle, but um, oh, it'd be so cool. Kuiper says it'd be so cool if we had Alexa in the car. I'm like, hey, buddy, they just actually came out yeah. came out with that. So it's everywhere. Scary. All right, next. Wait, and, so as long as we're on the idea of saving, and that's what people understand is money. Like how much money do I have in my bank account? Mm-hmm. What people don't understand for the most part is insurance and coverages and all these other things. So one of the things that Michigan in this new law, they've changed about saving money is what criteria the insurers are able to use to set their rates. And so just to give you a, a, a little, if you said, hey, I want to save money and I'm uncomfortable getting a plug-in, here's one thing that you can do. Pay your bills. Mm-hmm. Pay your bills. Work on your credit score. When we look at the skill stack of personal finance, one of the things that you want to be able to do is improve and increase your credit score. So increase your credit score, that will have a, a trickle-down effect 
on what you pay for car insurance. I, okay, so this I'm gonna I'm gonna add this in here. A friend of mine, a new friend of mine who's a fan of the show, I'm sure he's listening right now, shared with me that he and his wife they have great credit scores, mm-hmm. and when they bought a new vehicle, mm-hmm. there was a loan on the vehicle. Not a big loan, and financially they're doing they're doing a great job. Their homeowner's insurance skyrocketed, and he was told it was because his insurance score went up, like a credit score or went down, I guess, because of the of the uh, of the oh. debt. And now the, the the debt on the vehicle wasn't that much, mm-hmm. and so I told him, I said that does not seem right. I know your insurance score depends on the insurance company. And your credit, but other factors are all a, f- a part of that. But that doesn't seem right. Especially, I got a peek at his financial situations. Like that doesn't seem right. You look skeptical as well, Alicia. Well, insurance scores go up and down, but if it was a drastic change, he said it was a drastic increase. And that seems yeah. something seems not. Right I told there. him to shop because that doesn't that doesn't seem right. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Um, okay. So so if you're still apprehensive about having the plug-in. Well, you know what else? I, if we're talking about discounts, we did a show last time you were on, Alicia. I know you're going to be on in a couple of weeks talking about how often you should review your insurance and what life changes should um, be a catalyst for you talking to your agent, reviewing your coverage. But last time you were on, I believe, we were talking about all the different ways that you can reduce the cost and get discounts. Yeah. And this is one Good student. I mean, we're not going to go through the whole list, but but good student, good driver, multi car, defensive driving, defensive credits, driving, uh, mileage. So if you drive fewer miles with a vehicle, you can usually get a low mileage discount. The way you use your vehicle. So if that changes, we'll hit on that when we talk about reviewing. But yeah, if you change the way you're using your vehicle, you were commuting to and from work. Now you're not. So talk to your agent to make sure you're getting all the appropriate discounts. So. All right, Alicia, thanks for being on the show. thanks for having me. On behalf of Kevin Corhorn, Alicia Boehner, myself, and all of us at KFG, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.